record. Recording. Autobots transform. Well, hey, welcome back to the Transformers Nitpickers Podcast Show. I'm Paul. I'm John. And today it is episode 31 of Transformers Cybertron. It is Cybertron. Hey, he said the name. He said the name of the thing. We can all go home. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening. This episode was written by Manabu Ishikawa. The last time on Transformers Cybertron, Starscream fall down, go boom. And in this episode, the kids exposit about Optimus leading the Autobots through the space Sprace Bridge to Cybertron on the heels of the team that he already sent, which was Evac Override and Leo Breaker, and they talk about how Megatron's going to get there first, but he he's already behind. Doesn't matter; it's the kids talking out of their ass. Mm-hmm. It's no sense in worrying about how Megatron's going to catch up to them because he did. And the Decepticons start blasting at Override, Leo Breaker, and Evac, and no matter what, they can't let Megatron get the Omega Lock, which starts zapping them and charging them up. I guess because they start glowing. Yeah, there there was a line where um. I think it was Evac said something about like, we can't pass this cosmic soup. And it just seems to be like a, a wall of color. They like red and black. They can't well, get yeah, past. Cause Leo breaker says something about how can't you just fly over that? He's like, no, not through something like that. No. Yeah. Which, what is that? Who cares? It doesn't matter because they're going to fly through it in a second after they glow red and whoosh, they go away and they fly through it. <laughs> and Leo breaker has a funny line right here. Cause overrides like what's happening to us anyway. He's like, ah, don't worry about it. Shit like this happens to me all the time. <laughs> Which okay. it does. There's another line coming up with Ransack and Crumple Zone, but Megatron, um, in response to those three glowing and flying away, he starts to grunt and then glow, and then Scourge does the same, and then Thunderblast does the same, and just goes on and on about how sexy and hot Megatron is. Well, yeah, so is she legitimately on Megatron's side now? Because I thought before she was just kind of like, you know, putting the moves on him to work for Starscream, but I think she's legit on team megatron here yeah she's going full simp but yeah so the rest of them all glow with their own color and they fly away uh, except for ransack and crumple zone i can't remember what they say it's something they've got this motto about looking <laughs> yes. out for yourself sworn to fun and loyal to none because thundercracker figures if if thunderblast can do this so can he he jumps off but it looks like he just kind of gets swept away and Ransack calls him a loser and Mudflap's like all right no let's you try it then (laughs) which they don't and then he insists oh you're all loopy tunes I'm going back to earth (laughs) he turns around and leaves but wasn't he the one that signed up to save Cybertron but just wanted to skip all the bullshit with humans well you're here, man. You're you're that much closer to Cybertron. Wouldn't going back to Earth be like a step backwards? I don't care. Okay, no, huh? <laughs> oh, so we cut to the kids who feel helpless. So Cody says, there's something we can do. Jolt, contact the Cybertron defense team. And then they just, I don't know what they tell them, but what happens in Cybertron is that uh, the defense team, Hotshot, Red Alert, and uh, Scattershot are all still fighting these scrap metals. And they just tell Kobe, hey, the scrap metals aren't stopping. So, yeah, big help, Kobe. You saved the day. Yeah, and Red Alert figures that these scrap metals, because there's thousands of these little bastards, they say, like, where are they coming from? He figures they're from planets that were already sucked into the black hole, and they just came back out to get something to eat. You know, as you do, you come out of the black hole. But also, <laughs> yeah. why are they not getting sucked off the planet, right? These little tiny things. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. None of this matters because Hotshot just charges up and we get some cool music and he just, they shoot them all and they're all gone. Done. Boom. (laughs) That huge story plot, that moment is just 
gone in what two three episodes i, I like how though hotshot goes from being just mildly creeped out by these things to having up to here with these <laughs> things and then he starts shooting yeah but uh after they're all dead they see something falling in the distance and they think it's another one but nope it's their buddies coming it turns out to be override leo breaker and evac who all land on their heads oh yeah yeah they just fall straight out of the sky and boom right into the ground like wily e. coyote styles but <laughs> yeah. Uh, then right behind them is Megatron and his team. And again, Thunderblast, she's just like, they, her and Scourge are all kind of banged up from this trip, but she's in awe that Megatron doesn't have a scratch on him. And they actually land on their feet and Megatron's sells him, all right, I'll make this simple. Give me the Omega Lock and uh, you get to live. He does have a neat line where he says, it looks like you're half dead already. So let me give you the, or I'll supply the other half. Good, good David K delivery. Cheesy line, but good delivery. Um, but then the uh, Cybertron defense team all try to drop kick him at the same time and he doesn't budge. Yes. It's like Cybertron defense team attack, which is, yeah, just blind sidekick, I guess. They bounce off and he's about to zap them. But then he starts taking fire because the rest of the Autobots are here. Yeah, Optimus and his gang show up and uh, Megatron refuses to give up. So Optimus and Wing Ding combine into Sonic Wing Mode for the, according to Bud, final battle. Yeah, the kids are watching this from the base and uh, Evac knows that this is called Sonic Wing Mode for some reason. He thinks it's the most powerful form ever and that Leo Breaker's just kind of standing there like, well, Savage Claw Mode is at least as powerful as that. Oh, <laughs> my kid, go Optimus, go. <laughs> I kind of like Leo Breaker more and more as this goes on. He seems to be the one Autobot who's aware he's in a cartoon. <laughs> Uh, Megatron says he doesn't need such elaborate mechanisms like Sonic Wing Mode to defeat Optimus. His armor of Unicron, which I think is the first time he's ever mentioned that, should be enough. Yeah, and he but they talk about it like he's been using it since the beginning. Yeah. He even pops out those uh like um the Batman blades he's got in the side. Those little shredder things that yeah, I, I called and, them before. It, yeah. So is that the armor of Unicron? It it doesn't matter. They're never gonna explain it. It just does stuff. But Optimus and Megatron fight. Um and in this fight, Megatron, like they charge each other, Megatron transforms, zips past Optimus and knocks down Leo Breaker and takes the Omega Lock for himself. Yeah, he escapes through a portal to Fire Planet, I guess, and Scourge and Thunderblast follow him. But before the portal can close, Optimus, he's like, nope, not, not this time. He flies through too. So they're in the fire dimension, like you said, and then Optimus very quickly takes the upper hand in this battle. He does his flying through the air, dragging his sword in the ground, and he smashes Megatron into the air and then into the side of a mountain or volcano, I guess. Yeah, and Thunderblast is surprised anyone could do that to Megatron, and Scourge thinks, oh, such power, this is not going to end well for Megatron, and Optimus tells Megatron, all right, hand over the lock, I'm not asking, and then he gets the swords out and then does his new glowy smash attack that takes even longer to kick in, and <laughs> Megatron goes flying again into the rock wall. But when Optimus picks up the Omega Lock and starts preaching, Megatron just walks out of the fire, and this is where he talks about the armor of Unicron that apparently just heals him. Yeah, because he's like, you missed your opportunity, Optimus. You should have finished me when you had your chance because the armor of Unicron has restored me while you were standing there talking. And Megatron gets out his Gatling gun and Optimus cyber keys and unfolds his backpack gun, I guess, whatever yeah. it is. And they both fire at the same time. And it does that bit where the shots collide and there's a huge explosion. And then I don't know what happens here. Well, okay, I know what happens. I don't know why it happens. But somehow this shot, these two shots hitting each other, opens up 
a rift or the warp gate and Optimus comes flying out back to Cybertron. And then he tells Vector Prime to shoot a warp gate at that warp gate that'll shut down the first warp gate, which it does. But then Megatron opens up the first warp gate again with his hands. <laughs> Huh? Yeah, he pries it back open, and boy, is he mad. And Scourge and Thunderblast take the opportunity to escape, and Megatron calls them cowards. And Vector Prime figures it's the armor of Unicron that's giving Megatron the power to do what he's doing, just prying this rift open. But by using his sword and the cyber planet keys, they can defeat it, and Megatron will either be trapped forever or die trying to hold the portal open. Yeah, and combining the sword and the Omega Lock literally just means they're going to touch the tips, <laughs> yeah. um, which they do, and then Megatron goes, and just disintegrates, I guess. Well, yeah, he has this line about, oh, you'll never be rid of me, and then he shatters, and now everyone's cheering, and the kids are so happy, they do the dance of joy, and Thunderblast wonders what she'll do now, and Scourge basically says, well, that's that then. He turns around and flies off. And I think commercial break, really late in the episode, like two-thirds of the way through. Yeah. But when we come back, the kids are on Cybertron, which we knew was going to happen, but eh, they're here. Yeah, because of course it's safe with that black hole right there. And uh, they're going to take them out to the Sky Dome, they oh, yeah. say, so I guess they're going to go watch a Jays game. And uh, yeah, the kids yeah, are... Yeah, the, the Jays are uh, on a, they're a Cybertron team. Toronto is on Cybertron. It's canon now. <laughs> and uh, the kids are on a moving sidewalk, and the Autobots are walking beside them, but their steps don't match the speed that the ground is moving underneath them. It's really weird looking. There's also a scene after this where uh, Leo Breaker and Override, they both have their respective like, hey, this isn't like my home, but I do feel at home. And that's kind of cool. I feel like there's a family here. And Red Alert's like, yeah, but we're all still going to die in Black <laughs> yeah. Hole. Also, I thought it was kind of weird that, like, uh, the fastest racer from the planet where all they do is race day in and day out, she finally feels at home. Like, <laughs> really? You didn't feel <laughs> Anyway, uh, okay. So we, I think we're in the Sky Dome now, which is just a big round room. Um, and Optimus places, at Vector Prime's uh, suggestion, Optimus places the Omega Lock on some kind of pedestal. Well, it kind of reminded me of that room in Skyrim where you finally find the Elder Scrolls, spoiler alert, like where you solve the puzzle and like all the Dwemer mechanisms come down, the thing opens up. It really reminded me of that. I can see that. It also reminded me of the Chamber of Vector Prime from Energon. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially the walls. But, uh, yeah, he, he Optimus puts the lock in and, uh, he, well, actually, before that, he, like, uh, congratulates his team, thanks them for their bravery, which is nice when Optimus does that. Yep, they're the best team in the galaxy. And then he puts the lock in, and it beams into his chest, and he has to be reminded about the Matrix of Leadership. The thing in his chest. Yeah, he's like, oh, oh, yeah, 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 that thing. And he pulls that out, and then that zaps down into where the fourth key should be. And uh, Optimus asks Primus for help and his wisdom, and then everything stops glowing for a second. But then the room starts shaking and then everything starts glowing. Yeah, it all lights up. The little like um, uh, like circuitry designs in the wall all light up. Um, Bud, this made me laugh. And the fact that Joel gave me a laugh here, I did not miss. But um, <laughs> Bud says it must be an earthquake. And uh, Joel's like, that's impossible. We're not on Earth. <laughs> a, OK, good line. But B, shut up. Yeah, exactly. They, they do tell him. Uh, 
if nothing else, you should get inside us where it'll be a little more safe, if nothing else. Yeah. And then the planet begins to like split apart. Now, if you've watched any Transformers media, you know that this planet is going to turn into a robot, but yeah. they don't know that. And they all. That's start... exactly what I have written down, too. <laughs> if you've ever watched Transformers, you know what's happening. Now, I, I assumed Unicron. Eh, we're going to get a surprise later. But the Minicons try to help the kids escape. But as the planet's opening up, they all fall off like a, well, a, a platform, I guess, and they're falling into the planet. Override jumps down. This is good Transformer or Autobot stuff. Yeah. Override jumps down, grabs the Minicons, Evac swoops in and grabs her, and they save the kids. It kind of reminded me a bit of Springer and RC in G1. Even yes. though I don't think they ever did this specific thing, just... I know. I got that kind of vibe off of it. I do, too. And especially since we see on the Decepticon side, the Decepticons keep talking to Thunderblast like sugar and sweetness and stuff like that. Yeah. Evac always refers to Override as ma'am or like some other or, like or lady or something. Yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. He says something. At least he doesn't say milady, but he, as he dips his fedora. <laughs> yes. Always the uh, that was uh, Silverbolt and Beast Wars, wasn't it? With uh or no, no, it was uh, or Tigertron with Air Razor. Yes, I think yes, he was yeah. like that too. <laughs> but that was just cringy. Anyway, uh, th- I do like those two together. And you're right. They do definitely have a G1 RC and Springer vibes. But um, Optimus, not knowing what's going on. Um, oh, actually, no. Before Optimus orders them to retreat to the moon, Wingding loses his shit. And <laughs> yes. Leo Breaker loses all hope. He's like, how can this be happening? He grabs onto Optimus. I just wanted Optimus to, like, start smacking him. Like, get a hold of yourself, man. <laughs> well, Optimus doesn't do that because he's at some point he's just standing there kind of like, Dah. and I think it's Jetfire has to be like, dude, hey, wake up. Come on. What are we doing? And uh, this is when Optimus says, okay, hey, we're all going to withdraw to Cybertron's moon. If you can fly, fly. If you can't, I forget what he says. It doesn't matter. You'll take a space bridge. But yeah, they all start driving off on an invisible Super Dave Osborne Hot Wheels playset ramp. And I don't know who drew it for them. But uh, Hotshot says he used to be faster. And uh, one of them says, yeah, but you put on a few tons. But it looks good on you. (laughs) Yeah. So then um, in orbit, they're all in orbit. Some of them are floating around the moon. They don't really show them all. But like Optimus and Vector Prime and a few are floating up uh, in the, I guess, the moon's orbit and they real this is when they realize cybertron is turning into a robot yeah because vector prime says it's too regular for the planet to be breaking apart something's clearly happening by design down there and as cybertron keeps transforming while everyone comments on it laurie hopes that it's on their side and when it finally finishes transforming optimus finally spits it out because they're like could it be yes i think it is is it i don't know yes it sure is it yeah it's primus They finally managed to bring the lock to Cybertron and use it to wake up Primus. But hold on a second, they only have three keys. The thing has slots for four. What about the other key? Don't they need that? Then again, Starscream used it with only three keys to absorb the power of Primus and grow to 20 stories tall. Maybe it only needs three of the four to work. Or maybe that fourth slot's like the blank piece of plastic on the dash of your car where the button for the feature the fully loaded model would have would be. Drives me crazy. It's hard enough to find a stick shift these days. When you do, it's always the base model with nothing extra. Power windows if you're lucky, and then you have all these empty slots on the day. Anyway, they managed to wake Primus up, but if Cybertron was in fact Primus the entire time, wouldn't you think he'd have woken up and transformed long before this? Like when the black hole showed up and started sucking things off his surface? Experiment time. Wait until everyone in your house is asleep, then start vacuuming. If that doesn't wake them up, go in the room and start vacuuming the bed with them in it. 
Chances are good they're going to wake up. Just tell them it's a science experiment. It's fine. Go back to sleep. You know, we used to vacuum the cat when I was a teenager. True story. She was stone deaf by that point, so we used to put the lint brush on, vacuum off her loose fur. She loved it. She couldn't hear it. Didn't bother. Here we are at the end of another episode of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show. The episode we just reviewed was Cybertron. Paul, what was planetary about this episode? I liked all the bits with Megatron in this one, especially. Like, that whole line where, uh, like you said, like, uh, you're already half dead. Let me supply the other half. That was a very, very good David K. Megatron line right there. Yeah. Um, I, I like Megatron enough, although this armor of Unicron coming out of nowhere was weak. Yeah. Um, I, I Like I said in the episode, I like Jolt's joke. It legitimately got a laugh out of me. And for Jolt, that's something. Um, <laughs> and I like that Unicron, or sorry, that Cybertron wasn't Unicron. It was Primus. That's a, you know, it's a change. Yeah. It, it, plus the transformation. Again, whenever you see these planetary sized robots transform, it's, it's pretty cool, if a bit long. But yeah, just all the detail where it zooms in on like each individual limb and the hands and the fingers coming out and turning around and all that stuff. Plus the music in the background was just kind of this gentle kind of piano music. It was different from what we're used to with scenes like that. Usually it's this grand orchestral thing. Yeah. And it wasn't just, you know, like uh, zoom, zoom ins of, of like the hands coming out and stuff. There were some really cool pans where you got to see, you know, the camera moving dynamically around and you saw, you know, the different layers of, of um, I keep wanting to say Unicron, but of Primus and how big he really was. It was a, a cool transformation. I don't know, like, okay, Megatron's dead, Starscream's out of commission, I don't know why they need Unicron, is he gonna go punch a black hole into oblivion? <laughs> I, I guess we'll find out in the next episode, which is balance. If you want to talk to a couple guys who are off kilter, you can email this podcast at transformersnippickers at gmail.com. Yeah, make sure you rate and review us on your podcast app, whatever it is you listen to us with, whatever you listen to Van Halen with, and tell all your friends, tell everybody you know. You can tell them that they can find old episodes of the Transformers Nitpickers podcast show at transformersnippickers.podbean.com. And until the next episode, keep on transforming. Drink Claire Pepsi. Savage Claw Mode is at least as powerful as that.